monsters. Thanks for spending your Friday with us or whatever day it is you're listening. There's nothing better than finding a way to connect with fellow true crime loving weirdos. And that's precisely why we created our own true crime cult. But not to worry, you've landed in the cult with all of the baby goats and none of the brainwashing. Grab a flower crown, find a seat around the campfire, and settle in for another story on the subject that brought us all together, murder. In case you're just finding us for the first time today, allow us to introduce ourselves. I'm Angelina, and I'm here with my sinister sister, Aurora. Hey, spooky friends. Just because you tune into our show every week, we like to think of you as honorary monsters. But if you want to be an official member of the MMN Commune, just make sure you're following us on social media so you can keep up with us and catch up on all of the new content we're creating. We've been off for a little while, and I'm sure you're eager for updates. So stick around at the end of this episode, and we'll fill you in on what we're up to and how to stay in touch. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break for one of our fellow DarkCast podcasts. Hey there, Rainbow Warriors. I'm CJ, host of Beyond the Rainbow, True Crimes of the LGBT. My episodes focus on crimes committed by and against the LGBTQ community. I've covered cases you probably have heard of, such as Matthew Shepard, Brandon Tina, and the Orlando Pulse nightclub massacre, as well as some lesser-known cases like the murder of Ray Hainish, the Australian gay beat murders, and the suspicious disappearance of Lisa Lynn Stone. I cover cases brought to me by listeners like Penny Brummer, who I believe was wrongfully convicted, taboo cases such as lesbian corrective rape and murder in South Africa, and pray the gay away camps. I discuss gay serial killers, women who pretend to be men to hook up with other women, and trans murders. I'm opinionated and uncensored, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but surely I'm someone shot at tequila. No matter what your gender or orientation in life might be, please join me as I tackle rainbow crimes in search of unicorn justice. Remember, it's not a crime to be gay, unless you're a murderer. And we're back. Before we dig in, we want to offer a quick disclaimer. Though we joke about forming a true crime cult, that is not to diminish the severity of actual cult activity, and we want you to know that we take the cases we're discussing very seriously. We want to deliver each story with the utmost respect to victims and anyone involved. If you feel we've missed the mark, you don't like our tone, or if you notice we've gotten any details wrong, let us know with a quick email to murdermurdernews at gmail.com and we'll make it right. Some specific trigger warnings for this episode include addiction and graphic descriptions of violence. If any of those subjects are particularly sensitive for you, you may want to skip this one and listen to one of our other episodes instead. If you've been tuning into our show for a while, you probably remember a case we covered on October 1st, 2021 on the disappearance of Derek Ritzy Ritz. If that doesn't ring a bell, we suggest heading back to that episode first to get the full story. But for those of you who have listened, here's a bit of a refresher. 51-year-old Derek, who went by Ritzy, disappeared from his home in Sebringville, Ontario, sometime around New Year's Eve. Sebringville is located near Stratford, a picturesque town dotted with Victorian homes and known for its classical theater festival. But while the town may be a big draw for culture-seeking tourists each summer, you may want to think twice about making a trip there yourself. 
on the off chance you do go missing, the odds are you may never be found. Ritzy is currently the only missing person in Stratford, but Stratford PD seems to be under the assumption that Ritzy's case is either unsolvable or some of Ritzy's friends believe they think it's simply not worth solving. They have one missing person case to solve, just the one. And here we are with Ritzy's case remaining open six and a half years later. There's nobody else missing in Stratford. Ritzy is the only missing person in the city that I know of, that I know of. I've looked it up online. I can't find anybody else that's been missing from the city. That's Shelly, a friend of Ritzy's, who you absolutely want on your side if you should go missing. Shelly started a Facebook group called Justice for Ritzy, where she's organized walks, poster hanging, and sidewalk chalking in order to get the word out that her friend is missing. I've heard her described as a pit bull for justice, and this pit bull is now on her path to becoming a private investigator. It was Shelly who got in touch with us about covering Ritzy's case and who has kept us updated on potential breaks, which we'll get to shortly and who wanted to make sure his memory was kept alive in honor of his upcoming 58th birthday, coming up on Tuesday, June 6th. We never got to meet Ritzy, but we get a sense of just how special and loved he was from friends sharing memories on his Facebook group. They remember Ritzy as charming and handsome with his long curly hair and as the kind of guy who would literally give you the shirt off his back. He had a love of aliens, a quirky sense of humor, and could woo just about anyone by playing the guitar. He loved to draw, loved to play pinball, and would always offer to buy you a beer, even if he only had $5 in his pocket. Looking around the Facebook group, you can tell that Ritzy was part of a community that always had a couch to sleep on and an ear to lend. The Facebook group always comes alive for his birthday, and one of his closest friends, Phil, had this to say about him. Ritzy was my brother from another mother. He may have lived life on the edge, but he was a good person and would help anyone. His death was senseless. It breaks my heart trying to figure it out. Why? All I have is flashbacks and memories now. It has affected my life since, the way I think, the way I move, the way I judge society. I quit drinking booze because I would get emotional about the incident. I would drink alone by myself and have flashbacks and memories all the time. Sad to say, I know everyone involved. It changed my life. He was a friend of my family. He taught me a lot about everything. He would have been 58 this year, but that was taken from him and us. I am waiting for the day we get justice for Ritzy. Happy birthday, bro. As Phil mentioned, some might say that Ritzy did live his life on the edge. He was at times using substances and at times unhoused, which unfortunately police and society in general can use as an excuse to write someone off. We often hear authorities tell the family members of missing unhoused people something like, they'll turn up after the holidays. But Ritzy has now been missing for six and a half years. He hasn't turned up and there has been no visible movement by authorities, though there have been plenty of rumors circulating about what happened to him. People are talking. We'll come back to that. To make matters worse, there hasn't even been a reward set for information about his disappearance, which is so important in missing persons cases. Rewards can be especially helpful in encouraging tips for missing persons. Rewards renew media and public interest in a case. 
Typically, the higher the reward money, the higher the number of tips called in by potential witnesses. The OPP, or Ontario Provincial Police, who would normally handle cases in Sebringville, where Ritzy initially went missing, typically does offer rewards for missing persons cases. They are currently offering a $50,000 reward for Christina Kaleka, who has been missing since 2007 from Rainbow Falls Provincial Park, a $50,000 reward for Amber Ellis, who has been missing since 2021 from Six Nations, and a $50,000 reward for Karen Thompson, who's been missing since 2022 from Etobicoke. Since Ritzy went missing from his home in Sebringville, there was a debate over whether the OPP or Stratford PD should handle his case, and Stratford ended up taking it on. While the OPP usually does offer rewards for missing persons cases, Stratford PD has not posted a reward for information leading to Ritzy's whereabouts. To make matters worse, Crime Stoppers is ready and willing to help set up rewards for missing people, but to Shelley's knowledge, Stratford has not been willing to work with Crime Stoppers to do so. The reward money is particularly important to Shelley because there have long been rumors that many people were not only present the night Ritzy disappeared, but also witnessed his murder. In true crime cases, rumors can often be misleading. And when we look at cases like the University of Idaho murders, rumors and community speculation can even be damaging and point the finger at innocent people. With Ritzy's case, it unfortunately looks like the rumors circulating are likely true. Shelley has been in close communication with a private investigator with Please Bring Me Home, an organization in Canada where PIs volunteer their time to help solve missing persons cases. They organize search parties, have access to cadaver dogs, interview witnesses, and really pick up where the police leave off, either due to lack of funding or lack of interest. From working with the private investigator, Shelley believes Ritzy was in fact murdered the night he went missing, and she believes there were many witnesses there that night. Some of those witnesses have already come forward confirming rumors about his death, but there are still many more afraid to come forward because they know who killed Ritzy. This person is dangerous and other witnesses may fear for their safety. Shelley explained to us why the reward money is so important. $25,000 could relocate somebody pretty quickly. Twenty-five dollars to $50,000 would be a good chunk of money for someone to say bye-bye to their old life, right? We already know that Stratford is not the place to go missing, so having the ability for witnesses to relocate is paramount. Witnesses should feel protected by authorities when they come forward with their story, and we know there are more witnesses who want to come forward for their friend Ritzy. Stratford PD, what are you doing to protect witnesses? What is your plan? Doing nothing is dangerous and unacceptable. And to those of you who know and love Ritzy, if you would like to let Stanford PD know it's time to step up, their number is 519-271-4141. So what do we think happened on New Year's 2017? We've gained some clarity since we last discussed his case in 2021. We spoke with Carrie, the private investigator who has now been working on Ritzy's case through Please Bring Me Home for the past three years, for an update. Last summer, witnesses came forward uh, to share, and that was an absolute turn in the case because we were able to take what was speculation or rumors and align it, line it more with what we believe is the truth. That information has been shared with the police. 
Um, and they actually advised, please bring me home to step back a little bit to let them work the case, which I completely understand. However, according to my knowledge at this time, we don't have any movement on the case and the police absolutely need more evidence to be able to move forward uh, to close the case. You'll notice that Shelley changed Ritzy's group to Justice for Ritzy. So it's it's changed more from where is he to we need to allow there to be justice for Ritzy. So it talks a little bit about the shift in the case that we do believe he has passed. Um, and we do believe to know the majority of the story as to what happened to him. Uh, what we do need is simply uh, more witnesses to come forward. As we mentioned in our previous episode, we know Ritzy had fallen in with a bad crowd. We now have a more specific timeline and know he went missing on New Year's Eve into the early hours of New Year's Day. Based on rumors about that night, along with testimony from witnesses, we do believe he was taken from his home by a bully in the meth community and died a horrific death. There have been rumors about a wood chipper being involved, and witness testimony seems to confirm this rumor is true. This was not a gentle death. And it's all the more reason why Ritzy deserves justice and the people responsible should not be allowed on the streets. Currently, Ritzy's case is in the hands of Stratford PD. After working on the case for years, organizing searches, interviewing witnesses, and collecting evidence, Carrie felt that she had a good amount of evidence to turn over to Stratford in hopes of finally finding his remains. With new witnesses and evidence pointing to the person or persons who killed Ritzy, why haven't any arrests been made? Lack of evidence, essentially. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Um, lack of witnesses and lack of evidence. Um, we need to come together as a community because it could be the person you're standing beside. It could be anyone. So if you know something, say something. Ritzy's case is not only solvable, but it's so close to being solved. Your testimony could be the key. It's time to come forward. Other witnesses already have, and coming forward is now the best way to protect yourself. Authorities know what happened. This isn't new news for them, and they won't be shocked by what you have to say. We know that what you saw was horrific and that you must have felt powerless and helpless in that moment. We know you're still traumatized by what happened that night and the fear that you could be next. You didn't do this, but you can stop it from happening to someone else. You coming forward could be the best way to ensure that you are safe from this person. If I have talked to you recently, just please come forward. We know you know. I know you know. Ritzy knows you know. Just come forward and do what's right, please. We've had some questions on what has happened with the search Carrie organized, which we mentioned on our last episode. Here's the update from Carrie. We're in the middle of our search season. We are doing constant searches. Some of these cases, we did one yesterday for Lois Hanna. These searches, that was from 1988 that she went missing. So in that point, we pretty much have narrowed down where and what she could have been. So we're looking for a bone, right? And we're looking for clothing that could have somehow not um, decomposed. In Ritzy's case, it's so tough because we're not looking for a body, right? Um, we There may be bone fragments, 
Um, and that's why I want to get in with dogs. As long as the police give us the go ahead to go back on the case, we can do it. I have the canine, right? We can go. We want to talk a bit about what you can all do to help Ritzy get justice. The easiest thing you can do is join the Justice for Ritzy Facebook group, which we'll link to in our show notes. In that group, you'll find personal stories about Ritzy, but Shelly, our justice-seeking pit bull, also organizes events like walks and postering for Ritzy around Stratford as well. I am planning on putting up some posters coming up in May here. I'm going to a friend's place and we're going to laminate them all and we're going to put them up and I'm going to sidewalk, do my side talk, uh, sorry, talk sidewalking or side, yeah, you know what I mean, talk in the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing that this year too, but I've got some friends coming out with me in a few weeks and we're going to be putting posters up and stuff when I plan on being a big presence in front of the police station. Once you're in the group, it would be so helpful to share his story on social media. Just keep sharing his posts. Um, be active in the group. Post what you want. I don't care if it's Richie related. I'll approve it. Just be active in the group. We need more members too, actually, but it's fine for now. Carrie has also set up a crowdfund page to establish an award to bring Ritzy home. We ask that you donate as much as you're able and help get the word around about this reward fund as well. Again, that money could be the difference in providing peace of mind for a witness to come forward. We won't be using that money to solve a crime. So it's not that people who, who put their their what they witness forward for this money um, doesn't mean that they have to solve a crime. We as Please Bring Me Home are not asking them to do any of that. We want to simply know where is Ritzy's body and what happened to him during that event. Um, that's what the money will be for, for something that leads to the location and understanding of what happened to Ritzy uh, versus have to have a conviction or it goes to court. No, we're not worried about that. The police can worry about that. The biggest thing you could do would be to come forward as a witness if you know anything at all. What is urgent is the witnesses to come forward. Just please come forward and uh, share what you know. And um, if we can ensure that that links us to evidence, that would be phenomenal. If you have any information you would like to report, you can actually do that through Please Bring Me Home by contacting 226-702-2728 or emailing tips at pleasebringmehome.com. Ritzy deserves answers. He deserves to be found and he deserves justice. I just, it really breaks my heart that he had to die so horrifically and we don't even know why yet. Like we, and it's just, I just want to see this solved so we can put Ritzy at rest and I can just leave the group alone and I can carry on with my life. I've, it just breaks my heart, all of this, knowing what happened to him and knowing who's all involved. And I drive down the street and I see these people. It just breaks my heart that they're here and he's not. Have you been watching anything of note uh, since our last episode? <laughs> I have not watched anything true crime me. I'm so behind on 
TV because I've been traveling for my birth week this past week. And Mm -hmm. I was literally doing things in New Orleans from 9am until like midnight every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm even behind on Vanderpump rules, which should be a crime because I know it was like the finale last night and I keep seeing spoilers. So nothing. Oh, that's terrible. Nothing to report here. But if anybody wants to talk about Ariana with me, please send me a message because uh, Mm -hmm. nobody else I know watches it. And I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I have watched the series uh, Swarm. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it, but yeah, I haven't seen it's, it. It's, it's really good. Um, it is uh, sort of like a, a dark black comedy kind of thing, but um, slash um, crime and murder thing. But um, it's, it's created by Donald Glover. And the confusing Ooh. part for me is like at the beginning of the every episode, uh, it says something like, this is not a work of fiction. And it's like any uh, semblance to like people real or imagined is intentional. And so then I was like, what? Is this a true story? It's not a true story. But um, every murder, I guess, is modeled after a real murder that happened. They've just kind of combined it all to their like protagonist, whatever. Interesting. Um, So, and there's like, it's talking about basically the dangers of like uh, celebrity worship and stuff like that. Um, People that go real crazy for fame. And it's like, this is, um, it's kind of the, the artist that they use in the, in the series is modeled after Beyonce. And so the reason it's called swarm is because, you know, queen bee thing and like they're the beehive, their followers. So that's the swarm. Uh, and this lady, the main character is, uh, one very big fan, um, who thinks that, uh, others that don't feel the same way should just be murdered, I guess. So, but like, it's very, very well done. Uh, there's a lot of cool guest stars like Billie Eilish is on it, um, which is random, but, uh, it's, uh, I, I highly recommend. Very entertaining. I blew through it pretty quick. I cannot believe I'm not hearing more people talking about it. And yeah. maybe I'm just living in a hole and not paying attention to the world. <laughs> and maybe everybody's talking about it. I don't know. But that sounds I really seen interesting. I have a lot of people talking about it, but it is good. Yeah. It's I'll worth check it. check that out. So as promised, we'll give you the lowdown on what's happening at the MMN commune. We've been on hiatus for a little while for a few reasons. As our regular listeners already know, my husband is working in film, which has seen us living in different locations around the world. And we recently did another big cross-continent move, which has demanded a lot of my time and energy. And at this moment, we haven't quite settled into our next temporary home. So it's been really hard to maintain a regular writing and recording schedule in this super chaotic time. We also get burnt out sometimes with all that we have going on in our lives, and it can be difficult to muster the emotional bandwidth to process and deliver horrific but true tales of crime and murder week after week. Typically, we take a short break in the winter and another mini summer vacation, but this time we felt like MMN could use more of a total overhaul, so we've taken a little more time to plan our next steps. If you're a subscriber, make sure you keep it that way so you're among the first to know if we ever do make our way back to the regular podcast channels. But for the weeks and months to follow, we'll be shifting our focus more towards social media platforms. In particular, we will have more of a presence on TikTok. 
future episodes of Murder Murder News will be delivered live on TikTok with new episodes coming out Mondays rather than Fridays. And we're playing around with the show's format a bit to take a deeper dive into our subjects for some multi-part series rather than just doing one-off episodes. As always, we depend on your feedback to let us know what you're loving and what you're not so into about the show. We're feeling some things out, but the show format might shift again before we settle into our new routine. Just make sure you're following MMN on all of our platforms, every single one, so you stay in the loop. Well, I guess that's all the murder one podcast can contain. If you require just a little bit more murder, you can get your fill on the OG murdermurder.news, where we're still posting the latest breaking true crime news all week long. You can also find us on Instagram at Murder Murder News, on Twitter at Murder News, mm. on TikTok at Murder Murder News, and on Facebook by searching for, you got it, Murder Murder News. And while you're on Facebook searching for Murder Murder News, you will also see our group pop up. And that group is where you can join our virtual book club. We're working on One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. And we'll be chatting about it on Zoom Sunday, June 25th. And we hope to see you there. It's been a fun, spooky read. Oh, yeah. Come talk to us about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to our faithful listeners for always tuning in to the podcast. And we hope to see you all on TikTok. I really think we're going to have so much fun over there, y'all. And especially yeah. if you have uh, enjoyed watching our videos on Patreon and you like having some FaceTime with us, that's a really good time to like see to our get faces. Even more. Yeah, yeah, like more of that to like uh, actually interact with us because of course yeah. there is like the nice like kind of incoming comment feed on live so we can hear directly yeah. from you as we're chit-chatting, which will be so much fun. Yeah, it'll be oh, great terrifying. to be a little more interactive <laughs> with all of you. But yeah, we hope to freak you out as well. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks again and bye spooky friends. Bye spooky friends. Mm-hmm.